2: Can we be real? Yeah. Let's be real, please. Okay. Um Oh, sorry. I've got a bubble in my throat. That's real. Ready?
0: That's early on because you haven't even got to the Secrets and Sparkles segment. No,
2: I know, but I hate that, you know? And I hate it when, you, you know, you see people on TV sometimes and, and they go, yep, yep, mmm, <laughs> yep. mmm. Carl Stefanovic, Carlos. Yeah. Big one. Is he? Big one for that. Is that
0: also uh, when you're on live TV, you're kind of thinking about what you want to say, so you pretend to burp, so therefore you can kind of, you <laughs> no! know, fucking compose yourself so you're like oh no. fuck I don't know what to say here
2: uh, no, I, no, no that's okay. weird no I don't
0: no, no, no I just thought that could be no. a thing
2: um, but I love how Whoopi Goldberg always fights on TV yeah it's isn't great isn't that hilarious yeah. I've <laughs> never she... oh. yeah she's so <laughs> good it, yeah. mate she's it's, a fucking legend it's madness <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My my imagination, where Carlos is concerned, I always imagine he's just eaten a steak before he's gotten on air at
0: five thirty in the morning. Yeah,
2: <laughs> or just always, or just in the ad break. Well,
0: because you're on the project, you've got a little you got a little shelf, don't you? No. Don't you have a little shelf no. with gear down there? No, like, as in like food, <laughs> gear. Well, you, know, you know what it's like.
2: Yeah, no, 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 no shelves. But no we, shelves. No, but we used to have a lot of lollies and things out before the show. we will keeping energy up, grazing, yeah. grazing. Mm. I have news, I have an update. It's about customs, it's about the changing tide. Sure. Of 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 the way we live and of, of the customs that we live with. Because we must remember that all customs are invented by human beings. Okay, let's mm-hmm. not forget that. And there's one that's been invented recently, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's over. It's over. Yeah. I'm gonna get a lot of pushback on this one, guys. Be ready. Batten down the hatches. Sure. Derek, batten them down. Mm. Demi Lovato. Baby, you're so- sorry and then no. should she be because, and she's had a rough couple of years oh mate it's always rough with Demi it's always rough for Demi Lovato and she'd be the first to say it she would be the first to say God life's tough but she rolls on you know and um and she writes a song about it every now and then but she has said that she's look she's going back to her she her pronouns she was a they them okay she said I I'm not anymore. I'm mm-hmm. going back to she, her pronouns because being a they, them was exhausting. And I say to that, no shit. Mm. It is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Isn't it exhausting?
0: Well, I'm a he, him. So I don't yeah, know, I know. So I don't know what a they, them would be exhausted about.
2: Aren't you exhausted by it?
0: Oh Well, I just, I he, him, mate. You, you she, you, you she, her? Obviously, obviously, you, she obviously,
2: but the, the so whole, we're just... but she, I think pretty predictably has said, look, when you' are they them you just spend your entire life constantly explaining it to people yeah I don't think it's caught on in the way that would have been hoped
0: everyone's Instagram has it up there now
2: it's on LinkedIn mate I know but what I'm saying is that is a bubble do you think I it's know everywhere I know that especially your Instagram but and your LinkedIn but it's I'm saying
0: it's not on mine. I don't have no, a No, 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 but
2: I mean the people that you follow oh, yeah, and the people yeah. that this you. Oh, yeah, yeah, this generation. Yeah, mm. and, and I think that she is, well, I'm not putting words in her mouth. She is saying, I'm over it. It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Everywhere I went all day long, Mm -hmm. I had to constantly explain myself to people. She said, I constantly had to educate people and explain why I identified with those pronouns. It's absolutely exhausting. Mm. And that is one of the reasons that have led me to also feel comfortable with the feminine pronoun. She said, I just got tired. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, uh, it's important to continue spreading the word that she's gone back. Sure. Sure. She's gone back. And I think that is going to catch on. Did, I think so, it's over. I think the they, them's over.
0: Yeah, okay. And, and Not for everybody. Sure.
2: I think there are, you know, definitely always there are going to be people who go, no, nah, this is definitely, it's sticking.
0: And there's good parts to that.
2: Definitely. And right, also so that- the other thing that, that was pointed out to me about sort of, you know, really assigning your pronouns mm. in your email signatures everywhere. or whatever. Yeah, yeah everywhere. Yeah. Is what if you have a gender neutral name? You know, yeah, if your yeah, name yeah. is George and you're a girl or. Totally. So, in that you, way. You're, t-
0: you're just tired of like explaining it. Yeah. Demi
2: Lovato style. Yeah. You're going to find it exhausting mm-hmm. constantly because you're emailing, you know, a lot mm-hmm. and all your clients are thinking you're a guy and you're constantly, every phone call, no, yeah, I'm mm. a woman. Yeah, I know. Mm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I know. Everyone does. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Whereas now we've got this great social convention where you can just pop George, she, her, mm. boom, mm. if you so choose. Sure. So that's a great innovation. Mm-hmm. But I do think, I think that Demi is leading the way here. I think it's going to fade out of because uh, now apparently there are companies who are making it compulsory for people to declare themselves
0: in, in the everything. signature. I think yeah. it, I think it automatically can happen in the signature. So, you know, when you sign up to a new job, the HR department asks you this question. Did you know this? No. So when you're filling out the forms, you can be like, oh, you know, tick, 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 tick. And it'll actually ask you what are your pronouns. And then on your email signature, you know how it automatically puts, like, you know, Michelle Laurie, and then there'll be a photo of Kyle and Jackie O underneath us Woo-hoo-hoo. just to show us that we're part of the big dogs. Yeah, Breakfast with the Stars. Breakfast with the Stars. Sure. She hurt. On your, you know, but you didn't do that. You it's can, automatically put in
2: there. You can choose or you must.
0: I'm just guessing. Well, I don't. We don't
2: know I don't, that I particular. don't know that detail,
0: but Would. it's getting asked in the initial onboarding.
2: Yeah. I'm down with can. I'm not down with must. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm totally. down with, you can do whatever the fuck you want. It's your mm. life. Mm-hmm. You can call yourself whatever the fuck you want. Totally. But I'm not down with you must. You
0: have to, and this is the way things are going now, and if you don't get on board, you're a fuckwit.
2: Yeah, if you don't get on board, you hate people. No, Mm. not getting on board with that. Mm. And certainly, I think it's kind of brave of Demi to say, uh, just letting you know, uh, two sex? Yeah. Two sex? Yeah. Hey, two sex. Two sex. Two sex. Two sex. You nude guy. (laughs) He's coming back. Especially you. This is weird because this is my house. So I don't know what, but two sex. Just letting everyone know. You know, remember how I was they, them? Not anymore. Mm. I'm, I'm going back to her. She. she okay, hurts. so you
0: say brave. Why? Just because people are going to troll her.
2: Yeah. That's basically
0: what she's brave for. But like, are, people are going to say some shit.
2: There are a lot of hard cases who'll be going, Oh, you're wrecking it. You're oh, wrecking it. You're going to make all those people who hate us, a lot of them don't hate you, but they're going to go, Oh, you're making it look like it's it's dumb or look like it's not important mm-hmm. or, you know, you were one of us and now you're not. And she's just going, it's exhausting. I'm over. I'm sick of it. I'm sick to the guts of it. I'm sick to the guts of talking to people about why am they them, guys. It's not worth it over
0: it. And I think it's also a good thing to do as well. Not really give a fuck about. Like, don't don't live your life worrying about what's everyone going to say. Just look after your own backyard. If you want to be a he, him, or a she, her, or they, what whatever you want to do, Fill right? Your boots. But as long as you are happy with your backyard, yep. don't give a fuck about what's going on with your neighbours, mate.
2: Right, mate.
0: Like, just enjoy, yeah, and do what you want to do.
2: Yeah, what would Demi Lovato do? That would my Demi my Lovato do. That's
0: my new thing. So you are a, a she, her, and uh, when you, you saw when you saw this come out. When did did this start? Like three years ago, two years ago? When when did all this come out?
2: Well, I don't know if you, you know. Whenever
0: it came out, did you think about putting it out there? No, I did
2: not. No, but there was a moment where my kids tried to bully me into it. Uh, It was maybe about a year ago where they said something about what are your pronouns or you you should put your pronouns on something. And I said, fuck off. Don't be ridiculous. And they went, no, mum, mum, no, you can't say that. And I said, well, I can say whatever I want. Yeah. And secondly, anybody who looks at me knows I'm a woman. So they were, oh god, they were horrified, like looking around the walls, like shit. I hope nobody heard that. And I was like, what is wrong with you people? Like, who is so, telling you that I ha- well, that I have to declare my pronouns? Who's telling you this?
0: Is that a lesson at school? Is, is it a subject at school, like no, social studies or something like that, where this has come ones, up? Mate, you think it's being learnt from these TikTok?
2: Ones. Yes, of course it is. They're algo's like anybody else's. It just feeding into. Itself, Mm. and yeah, dangerous. Yeah, how
0: dangerous is that? Sometimes, when you think about that,
2: mate, it is a nightmare. Yeah, and I come from a generation that was so much about individuality. Everybody should be free to be themselves. Our music, our movies, our whole go was shaking off this idea that we all have to be the same, that we all have to follow these tight rules. It was all about being rebellious, being yourself no peer pressure, peer pressure sucks just because everyone else is doing something, that's a really good indication that you shouldn't do it or don't ever feel like you have to do what everyone else is doing. That was drummed into us. Mm. Peer pressure sucks and now I'm watching everybody but, but like, well, no, well, no, this no, is what everyone's doing yeah, now, guys. This is but- actually what we're all doing so you you have to do it because this is just we've all decided, yeah, we've decided, yeah, so this is what we're all doing now and this is what we're all saying. So but yes, it's, it's
0: social media, right? So therefore, it's coming at you in that way where it's not done in the way that we were peer pressured. We were peer pressured by our friends, our groups around us, saying, "We're doing, we're going to go and smoke. No, let's peer. go and smoke." So we'd go and we'd make a decision on peer that. But now it's coming pressure. at us in a subliminal way, though, isn't it? Right? But it's
2: also it's in corporations. It's in yeah. I mean, let's but they're be, bowing. Can we be real? They're
0: bowing over. Can little, we
2: be real about the fact that we were kicked out of a workplace, our company, and we won't name it? But can we be real about that?
0: Sure, if you want to be.
2: That we were kicked out of a, a shared, a co-working place mm-hmm. because of comments I made exactly like these comments I'm making now, actually. Yeah. And other people who worked there said that they made them uncomfortable and called me transphobic. Mm-hmm. So that's peer pressure to me. That's that's a group of people going, um, we don't say that. We don't Do- believe that do it no we don't know so you you can't come here
0: I, I think this scenario should be explained a little bit more clearly for those listening because we understand what we're talking about here yeah right? but for that, for someone listening right now that, who has no idea what you're talking about yeah I think so because I think someone listening right now is is, is probably thinking right now if, if you're hearing this hang on what what happened
2: well I made a social media post saying that you know about a honeybirdette photo an ad where a person, who I perceived as a man, was wearing lingerie. And I said, God, isn't this just getting boring now, Mm -hmm. seeing brands using men to advertise women's clothing? Mm -hmm. I also made the point that the person looked stunning in the image. Mm -hmm. But I misgendered the person because they uh, refer to themselves as a they-them, which I didn't know and I apologised for later. I did not know that Um, and I didn't do that deliberately Due to that, we were kicked out of a workspace because the space had a uh, a policy of inclusion. Was that right? Was that what the word was?
0: Yeah, in- and in- I was like,
2: "Well, hang on a minute, you're excluding me."
0: Your production company was moved out of that office. Kicked out. Let's K- be honest. Kicked out. Yep. Um,
2: to me, that's just peer pressure. It's just like, you know, that's what I say. It's not just social media. It is in my children's world. Mm-hmm. But I. This is why I think Demi Lovato is being brave because I think there is such a strong movement that is not by any means the the mass movement in the world, but I think in the industry that she works in, that we work in, entertainment. Yeah, it's very strong and powerful. Mm. Media,
0: entertainment. Yeah, it's all the same thing.
2: That even and she's she's bisexual. She's always you know. She's always said that and identified that way um, so she's a member of the community mm-hmm. LGBTQI community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think she's gonna take a lot of heat for for this I think yeah so I think she's being really brave she's always been a really brave kid. Mm. She's always said and done a lot of stuff that I think is really brave and she's mm. made mistakes and we all have. But I,
0: Which makes her, for, for me personally, a, a very likeable person. I, I really totally. like the fact that she is that person. She's one of she those people. she doesn't give a fuck. I find her interesting.
2: Genuinely, because yeah. she's one of those people who's been working since she was like two or three. Mm. She's one of those kids, mm. you know, who's been supporting her family mm-hmm. since she was a toddler. Mm-hmm. So those people always... Are always edgy and mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. She's seen a lot of shit and I don't totally. know, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: S- and she's tough. She's a tough mm-hmm. little kid. And yeah, I I started like I I'm kind of joking, but I'm not joking when I say that. I think the tide has turned.
0: The tide has turned, uh, or it's turning because I, I don't, turning, yeah, turning. I wouldn't it's turned. I, I think turn. I, think, she's I a, think
2: it's still very much yes, but I think she's a genuine influencer to turn it. And I think when someone like she says, someone like her says, "I'm just, I'm not doing that anymore, guys. It's not that important to me. Mm-hmm. It was just exhausting, and I've decided it's not that important to me." Obviously, you know, um, she's still fighting out her own battles, but th- this particular hill is not one she's going to die on. I think that's a really important statement about priorities. What, what's important? What are, where are the battle lines? Mm -hmm. You know, and again, I've said it many times, she's living in America where women's reproductive rights are not only threatened, but being torn apart in many states. Drag is illegal in certain states. Which is fucking wild. Yes. Isn't it? Absolutely. They're talking about capital punishment for pedophiles in some states, which sounds like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense to a lot of people, except that in a lot of these states they also are trying really hard to draw parallels between uh, drag performers and pedophiles. So this is really insidious mm. stuff mm-hmm. that we see in countries around the world where we end up with the death penalty for homosexuality. Yeah, so, I mean,
0: Dangerous, dangerous times.
2: Serious, <coughs> dangerous yep. threats mm-hmm. to LGBTQI yep. people. Yeah. And I think that Demi Lovato is being an influencer in terms hey, of- Hey, guys,
0: let's not worry about that. Let's worry about this.
2: Okay, guys, I've gone down this weird uh, rabbit hole, I guess you would call it, mm. with podcasting. Yeah. Or- the podcast that I'm listening to, mm-hmm. and I've gone into paranormal podcasts. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Do you ever listen to paranormal podcasts? There's one. Oh, I gotta, I gotta find what it's you called. You find it's it. So good. It's
0: like a this American Life, but it's for it's like a storytelling podcast like that but it's for like
2: paranormal. Oh, please, yeah. please tell me because yeah. I'm like collecting them now, I'm collating them. Mm-hmm. And um there's one called Spooked mm. that I found so good and it is people telling their stories and I found this incredible story. It reminded me of I've got a couple of friends, two that spring to mind, both of whom around my age, one of them's a little bit older than me, both Greek, mm-hmm. and in their families they had nonnas. Who were real spooks, real spooky ladies who yeah. like lifted curses off people and stuff and okay. presumably put curses on people for money. One of them, her, her Nonna, really ran a business. Like you know how you go and see, well, you don't probably, but go and see psychics, psychics and yeah, clairvoyants. Yeah, yeah. And you pay them 100 bucks, whatever, yep. and sit in their front room for an hour. Um, hers was one of those, mm. Nonna. But on top of the the kind of clairvoyance was, oh, and by the way, you cursed, I'll take care of that for you or oh, could you put a curse on this person? Yeah, no drums. <laughs> no drums. Yeah. And and I've got a lot of, actually, a lot of Albanian friends, they love a bit of the old evil eye business. Yeah, right. Yeah, I've got an evil eye thing on my front door that they that sort of convinced me that it's a really important thing to have. Sure.
0: I mean? So you believe in the curse? Yeah. I, you, have a, you have
2: a... I'm always a you know why not kind of person sure. with that stuff yeah, I am superstitious yeah. and I think oh well you know why wouldn't you
0: have you ever thrown a curse out there for any, anybody have mm, you ever no you know, and uh, have you been do you feel like you, you could have been cursed I guess
2: yeah mate but I would never do it because I'm fundamentally a Buddhist so I think oh the karma totally oh, oh yes as, yeah. if, as if you'd I would, be fucked up oh yeah. I would never put a curse on anyone yeah. um but I think, yeah, why not? If you, if you can put an evil eye on your front door, why wouldn't you? One time, after I'd lost weight, I ran into these two girls, uh, two women in Aldi, Yeah, their sisters, and one of them said, oh, mate, you look good, you look good. She goes, there'd be too many people actually, don't you think, to her sister, don't you think there'd be too many people thinking she looks good, she looks too good, she looks too good, you'll have the evil eye, you'll have the evil eye on you. And she did some kind of prayer or something? Because the sister went, you. yeah, yeah, they will, they will.
0: Yeah. And, she goes, and you're just standing there at Aldi. in Aldi,
2: by the, <laughs> by the special buys. <laughs> I said, do you think? She goes, yeah. And, they, <laughs> and did a did a prayer or something over yeah. me. She goes, there you go, you'll be right now. Actually, you know, that,
0: that does make a bit of sense. I always tell Yulia, like, if we're going out for a nice dinner... Mm. Don't, like, splash it all over Instagram because people that don't like us will try and fucking drag us the fuck down.
2: Right? Curse. It's something yeah. along those lines. It's like if you get too many If um, life just
0: goes too good,
2: don't show it. Yeah, right? Well, I found on this Spooked podcast, I heard this amazing story and I thought I have to share it with you. And it's being told by a fellow called Nestor Gomez. He is Guatemalan mm. and um, you can find him online com is his website, and he's Guatemalan. He says, I'm Guatemalan, undocumented. So he lives in the States, proudly undocumented. I guess he's a performer, a poet, a writer, t shirt designer, dancer, publisher, and uh, author of Your Driver Has Arrived, which I guess is about his Uber driving and all that. Mm-hmm. Fabulous guy. But this is a spooky story about something that happened to him in childhood. His mum has been away for a little visit, been away to college. Do you know mm-hmm. that? She's been to jail. She's come home from jail and she's just not herself. Mm-hmm. I'll let Nestor explain to you what he means by that.
4: She always has a clean set of clothes on. She always comes her hair. She always has a little bit of makeup on. Just enough. But this time, she hasn't come her hair in days. She hasn't gotten any sleep. I can barely recognize her. She doesn't even say hi to us. She just starts running from room to room. Her knees start to tremble, and she just faints. And my father just picks my mother up and takes her to the bed. My mother just stays there like in a coma, and she's not getting any better. So I asked around, what can I do?
2: He doesn't know what to do. He's like, I don't feel like this is a job for the doctor. He can't afford a doctor anyway, he said. And then this is going on for two weeks. Mm. Because initially people are like, oh, she's just tired. Jail's like really tiring. But then she was there for two weeks. She's not getting any better. So everyone around the house and around the family is going, we got to do something. And someone else around the family had an idea. And then this happened.
4: And suddenly there's a commotion in the house. I start asking, who, who who's that person? Who's that person? And immediately everybody just, shush me. Shh. Don't talk about her. She's a bruja. You don't want to make her mad. Don't say anything bad about her. She's a bruja. A
2: bruja, I've learned from Nesta, is a person in your family who does black magic.
0: Oh, okay.
2: So there's a bruja in the house and mm. she's come to have a look at mum. She goes into, she's ushered into mum's bedroom. The kids, of course, are told, get out of here, you kids. (laughs) But Nesta goes, no, I'm going to have a sneaky peek. This doesn't happen every day. I wonder what goes on in there. Mm -hmm. This is what he sees.
4: I try to look into the room and I see the outline of the bed. And I see this shadow of somebody I don't know. She's getting close to my mother. And as she comes close to my mother, I almost see her. And I'm afraid again. And I hide a little bit more. I'm wondering what she's doing to my mother. Is she is she praying over my mother? Is she passing an egg all over my mother's body? Like I heard people say that that's what they do.
2: Is she doing that? Is she passing an egg over your mother's body? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, whatever she's doing, she comes out of the bedroom and boy, has she got news for Nesta's dad.
4: She tells my father, Mm-hmm. She's been cursed she's been cursed. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: She's been cursed. Yeah. And then they settle on a deal an amount of money and then she lifts the curse. So it's happy days. Yeah, I I can only tell you that I know two great women mm. who are not, you know, they're professional women. Yeah. And and they say, yeah, it's real. It exists. My nonna used to, you know, be involved in the in the curse world just reminded me of this one. I thought, oh yeah, I thought about those two women I know. Mm. So one lady, her her nonna did it in the front room, and and she said she she remembers being there one time, and these ladies came over, and they were like, oh, can you give us a reading and just tell us if there's any curses and all that we need to worry about. And as part of the reading, the nonna said, you're going to hear about a death very very soon, like very soon. And dead set, the phone rang. And they went, oh, uncle so-and-so's just died. And the women screamed their heads off and started attacking her and calling her a witch, the nonna, like she had killed him. And so that one did not work out very well. Yeah. Except she had done exactly, like she did, proved that she was great at it. Yeah, but yeah, But they yeah. just freaked out and screamed Far and were hitting her. And So that was not a great day. And then the other lady, yeah, she was telling me her family member, they felt like he just kind of got really weird and dark and possessed almost or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And uh, the family went, okay, there's a curse on Gary.
0: There's <laughs> a curse on Gary.
2: Gary's not a very Greek name, but whatever his name was. And, th- again, just a very normal suburban professional family, and they went and found a nonna mm. to come around and do their
0: gear. Do, 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 do. Yeah. What are they doing when they do the... I
2: don't know.
0: Are they saying things?
2: Yeah. She was definitely... My mate Inaldi was definitely saying something, but it was fast, and I just couldn't quite, you know... Catch um, on to what's going no. on. No, plus it was that week at Aldi where they had the snow gear, so I was a bit distracted because I was trying to <laughs> get a Parker, a new Parker for Lou. So I was like, come on, mate. Um, you know, so there's a lot. Going on at once. Yeah. If you, our beautiful listeners, know any more about this than I do, please can you let us yeah. know? Can you contact us and let us know if you have a, a curse expert in the family, or if you've seen it, if you know anything about it. If please. you've been cursed, <gasps> if you've
0: if you've if you want to share, if you curse someone,
2: yeah, I'm just mad about this stuff. And I know yeah. because we are such a cultural melting pot of a nation mm. that. There will be people among us who go, oh yeah, mm. my nan, my mm-hmm. nona, my mm-hmm. Bangwai, my whatever, you know, my, um, what are other names for nanas? My nodgie, mm-hmm. my. Yep, she was mad for it. Mm. Love we'll okay. to hear about it. Yeah, great.
0: All right, Secrets and Sparkles. Oh,
3: terrific. I'm empty, mate. Oh, gosh, this was we'll
0: your top doesn't up. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh. Just cheers it out. Cheers it out with the eyes and the teeth. You're getting the teeth Yeah, I'm out. now teeth too. Okay. If you've got a secret and you want to share it with Michelle, go to the link in the bio or you can go to Michelle's Instagram page. Love it. Love have it, love you it. over the last few weeks got a standout secret, something that's standing out in your mind that you're chatting about at the spa with you know, uh, with Donna? It's the, yeah. it's the it's the it's the undie guy, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's the new I fucked my cousin when I was a teenager. Yeah. It's the new one of those. It's yes, I go to the gym and steal other men's undies. Yeah. There's a lot. Mm. There's a lot. And there there's a lot that other people want to talk about and, and people kind of have been stopping me in the deli at Coles to go, oi, I've got some thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's good. It's, okay. it's just got Australia talking.
0: It has, hasn't it? Mm. All right, uh, this is secret number one. I would like to share with you a fetish that I have had for a very
2: long time. I have a fetish of basically adult wedding their hands. And for a long time, I have hidden um, wedding diapers for adult pleasure. Wetting my pants, um, pooing in the swimmers in the shower, and it really turns me on. And I enjoy watching other people do it. And it will be my dying dream for someone to sit on me and wet their
0: pants on top of me. So it's hard one to hear there, but there's a bit of yeah. There's a lot going on with the, the talk poo- us through it again. Pooping in the togs.
2: Okay, I heard that. Um, I like to poo in my bathers in the shower? No? Yeah, yeah or just, I, think that's, I think that's what it was. And then and also about.
0: the dream is to, to have someone sit on her and wee on her.
2: Well, that's easy enough to arrange.
0: Golden shower. Yeah. I
2: mean, yeah. that's been out
0: there.
2: Mm. Um, but how did she start? She seemed to be talking a long time before she got to pooing in her bathers. But, I mean, that's a... Mm. Gosh.
0: I think she was explaining it's a fetish. It took a while to get there. Right. You know, I think when you're sharing a secret like this, it's you're trying to work it out in your head how you're getting this across. Plus because who's talking a secret out loud?
2: Plus, she seems to be in the car, which I like, you know? <laughs> yeah, with, um, with the blinkers on in the yeah, background. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. She's just like, I love people who. I'll speak a phone this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I would have liked a bit of. A, a bit of yeah, and I'll also have a big back and yeah. um, <laughs> large. Fries. Fuck, I would have laughed. Margaret, eh, I'll have a can, milkshake. She's in, so, in the back of an Uber. Because I'm hoping to shit myself later <laughs> in the bay. Thanks. Yeah, or an Uber. That's what I was thinking. She's in an Uber. She's driving an Uber. Look, she's a fascinating
0: Yeah, and thank you for sharing once bundle. again. Yes. yes. You're brave.
2: First thing is, first thing's first. Don't fucking laugh. Okay, it's going up on the board. This, oh, is, yeah, another, this is the okay. blackboard's back. Yeah, this is part of the this is part of the course uh, that I'm teaching. If anybody wants to enroll. Um, just go to the website. Matthew's Building <laughs> We don't even have a website, mate. Oh uh, well you're gonna have to <laughs> Build the website <laughs> and yes, then we can then. Yeah, because this could be an online <laughs> course. Backwards. This could be an online course actually. Yeah. We'll charge a couple of grand <laughs> okay. for this. Yeah? yeah. How to sit through a story like this. When your mate says, I'd like to shit in my bathers, mm. i got you covered. Sitting with the shitting in the bathers. What's that about?
0: Shitting in the bathers.
2: It, that's a child. That's a very early childhood thing. I'm going to tell you straight up and down. That is early childhood. That's a person who shat themselves when they were six months old and went, yes. Oh, really? Yeah, isn't it? Okay. Or someone said, good girl. And she's just gone, yes. There's, can... there's something very early childhood about this to me. I'm getting early childhood vibes. Okay. When's the last time you shat yourself in your bathers?
0: Well, well uh. Um, <laughs> I mean
2: be honest.
0: Being honest. Uh, not that long ago. Someone's bush, party a bush, bushwalk, mate. You
2: and your bushwalking price <laughs> is hectic bushwalk. No, no, what but, are you doing? Well,
0: okay, what are you doing? How mate? much
2: coffee are you drinking but, on your bushwalk? This is the
0: thing. So you go you go out in a oh. bushwalk, you're out there for 10 K's or whatever, yeah, you know, for 20 K's. And then no. you get that walk going where you're trying to hold it all in, and then you're saying to your wife, Jesus. we're gonna have to speed this up. Get a you know?
2: treadmill, you animal. Oh, Stay you. home near the We're getting bathroom. out
0: in the outdoors mate And then oh. next thing you know
2: you're not shitting your
0: baby. Little nuggets in the undies. Oh,
2: my God. Oh, he's lying that you. <laughs> no, look at his face. No, mate. He's looking at you mate, like, you are lying. You're no, not I, talking I, Yeah, shit. he is. He's it's happened. To...
0: I know you're a prude and you've never seen a skid mark on your husband's no. undies. But fucking I hell. can't look at someone sexually. Let's get in the sexually. real
2: world. I can't look at someone sexually if they've shat themselves on a bushwalk. <laughs> and I know about it. I can't ever <laughs> Yeah, no. well, the sex
0: did dry up there for that one. actually, oh, let's
2: be honest. She's too hot to have a husband who shits himself <laughs> on a bushwalk.
4: <laughs> she's I like She's no. Russian, mate. I
2: know. She wasn't proud. She, can- <laughs> you know.
0: Hopefully, hasn't talks about it with her friends. I bet you are a bit prudish, though, than most people. I think. Oh, I think me. Look, I am amongst not. my mates. If I said, "Hey, boys, have we all have we all?
2: Yeah, but ourselves on bushwalk, Women and but goes, men. Yeah, mate, don't Ugh. even feel bad about it. Yeah, but I don't bushwalk. That's gross." Why don't we go for a bushwalk together? Oh, oh that's pe- 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 never <laughs> happening ever in the world. <laughs> I'm not prudish, believe me. But no, I know. But I don't need to know about people's shit. And certainly... Don't Will me. you ask? I, I'm interested in your shit, though, our friend who's... Hmm. <laughs> right. oh, it's not a fetish, though, mine. I'm not, like, bushwalking. Isn't it, though? Because you do talk about it a lot. So but I feel like, yeah, I feel like you're potentially masturbating about it later <laughs> <laughs> the time that you told me and Matthew about your fucking bushwalks. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, shitting in your bathers. Now, did she mention in the shower? I thought she did. Uh, I think she did, yeah. Mm. Mm. But that's just smart. Um well, it, yeah? Yeah. And I like that There's a drain Yeah, I like that I remember when I had little kids I read somewhere They said, never shame your kid about their shit You know how, you know, if you open up your nappy Sorry, you open up the nappy never go, oh, oh no Somebody bomb Oh, God, I want to kill myself, that's so bad <laughs> Never do that Because Because in their tiny pea brains That hmm. tells them that their poo's bad That they're bad That right. something that's come out of them is bad Yeah It can make them never want to shit again Wow my father refused to take that on board and he used to quite often say, what do you feed that kid? Goannas and things like that. Sure. And we changed a nappy in front of him. So he's not <laughs> was not a helpful person, but <laughs> uh, it's funny. But, um, but yeah, so I think someone's really celebrated um, a shit in her bathers one time. All I can think about is the time Louis, he's not going to thank me for this, but we were in a public pool and um, it had this really fantastic little tiny kid's pool It's like that. Mm. And I'm standing behind him, bored out of my brain, and he's sitting on the ground in those little swimming bathers, kind of nappy things. And I'm thinking, what's that dirt on the ground? It's weird. And I'm kind of swishing it away with my foot, <laughs> this dirt. And then I went, that is coming out of his bathers. <laughs> and I know that what happens when somebody shits in their bathers in the public pool. I've got to
0: stop you for a second. <laughs> my Siri is...
2: Is she listening to me? <laughs> it's putting all of the words That's that you say. It's so great. <laughs> she loves it.
0: I just don't want anything to be Googled here or
2: anything like no, that. No, this, yeah, okay. this is great. Yeah, this is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So keep going. This is getting you red flagged on the ACOs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, All the words that you were saying. Oh, my God. Stop. Girl, stop <laughs> small children yeah. shitting in pools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then bushwalking <laughs> with my Russian bride. There's so many red flags, mate. You're fucked. <laughs> Secrets. Okay, it's all good. It's Tell stopped. me your it's secret. Stopped.
0: It's fucking stopped. Okay.
2: Anyway, oh, it's okay. still listening though. So I realised what they do in, in the public pools bags is if your child shits them, they, yes. everyone has to get out of the pool for like two hours and they yeah. have to clean it. Clean
0: it, yeah. And I
2: thought, oh, fuck that. So I just picked Louie up and we left. Oh, you didn't own it. But, yeah, I just went yoink and just so, we yeah. got changed and we got the... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the chlorine will fix it. That's what I say about everything in a pool. Oh, it's the chlorine will kill that. Yeah. That's fine. That's great.
0: If Louie comes up to you and is like, hey, I'm going to start listening to Can We Be Real, are you going to give him a little heads up that you've...
2: I don't like to catastrophize. I don't like to create a storm. <laughs> Better, I think, to wait... And, and then react. put it out. React. Put it okay. out. Yeah, yeah react right. to the
0: storm. Yeah, because I can't imagine that would be a great arvo, no, mate. you know, in the lounge room. No. Louis not going to survive the there, group chats. The when he's <laughs> like, Hang on a second. This and I- is a story about me here. <laughs> I, know
2: his, I know his attention span and there's no fucking way he's making it this deep.
0: Yeah, this is quite deep. It's quite deep. This is 30 this minutes is in. Yeah, yeah. deep. All right, let's get into, uh, well, first, how do you want to file it?
2: I'm gonna say good like You fucked. Yeah, good like You. Um, but it looks sort of a great way. Uh,
0: here we go. Secret number two. Okay, my secret is when I'm shopping at Woolworths, I like to stick my nose in the freezer and breathe in really deep. That's just like my guilty pleasure.
2: How good are our listeners? Hmm. <laughs> what a crew. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we got to have a listener party. Mm. That's my first thought. And I love that. I'm going to try that. Mm. we got to try that. Freezer mm. sniffing? Real deep. I, I think it might hurt a little. Is the air fresh in there? I don't know. It's mm. the big industrial freezer, so it's probably moving around a bit. And Is
0: it, are, you, are you going like, are you sniffing the fish fingers?
2: Oh, it's going to have a bit of panko about it, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to have ooh, a bit of panko about it. A bit of the that oil that's on the chips and that, it's gonna have a bit of that. <laughs> oh, bit of that. Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh well, I'm gonna try it and let you know I'll text yeah. you. I'll text you. Yeah. The Savo.
0: She's obviously so her favourite section is the freezer section. Do you have a favourite section in the in the show? I love the fruit and veg.
2: Yeah. I
0: just love that, that area. A
2: good fruit and veg oh. section is uh just is the joy of life, isn't it?
0: Actually, one of the first things that Yulia noticed about Australia is our Woolworths and Coles abundance fruit and veg sections because in Europe... Yes, it's very. T- your grocery stores are very tiny. Yeah, and you've got like you know your little tomatoes, your little you know your boxes. Yeah, she couldn't believe that we have mountains of apples and Don't mountains we? of bananas and so
2: mountains of all this stuff. Colorful and shiny, and um, during COVID, remember when we wouldn't for a minute? Like, oh yes, and and you how get depressing it was, and it was frightening. Yeah, I, I would find myself getting anxiety about that going to the supermarket, and there'd be no you know, uh, onions for a day, half a day or something. Let's Mm. not even go into the toilet paper. But there'd just be weird things not there for a day and it was scary. Yeah. That's how lucky we are. Mm. That's what I love too about going to another country, like going to Asia, for example, and going to a supermarket and seeing the different fruits and veggies that I don't know. Yeah. Those funny fruits with all the spines on the outside. (laughs)
0: Lychee.
2: I love love lychee so much. And Louis now loves, um, is it dragon fruit? It's mm. like that melon that you cut in mm-hmm, half and it's mm-hmm. bright pink with the black dots. Yep.
0: Yeah, fruit and veg is your favourite section as well. You're not a freezer. Now
2: that you say it. You're not a freezer aisle. Well, no, my favourite section is the special buys at Aldi. Yeah. Sewing machine. That's what I got. I got a sewing oh, wow. machine there.
0: Bloody hell. 100 bucks. Okay, are you using it?
2: No, it's still in the box.
0: <laughs> 100 bucks. All right, how are you filing the freezer sniffer?
2: Oh, perfectly understandable. Okay. Love it. And I'm trying at the Savo, and it might be my new thing. Let's hope. Wouldn't it be terrific to get a new thing at my age? Freezer sniffing. Yes, I could try meth as well. So I mean, just as long <laughs> yeah. as you get a new thing.
0: All right. I think well, it's good. If you want to share a secret with us? Go to the link in the bio. The link tree is also on Michelle's Instagram page mm. as well. And we'll have more secrets next week. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
2: Guys, oh my god, I love this. Mm. I kind of love this. I should look, give it that kind of because only because look, there's a potential for something to go bad here, but go with it. Okay. Have you heard the story about the orcas in the um, look around Gibraltar, around the Straits of, of G- Gibraltar, which mm-hmm. is hard for me to say, Gibraltar, mm-hmm. who are attacking boats? It's never happened before, apparently. It started in about 2020. This family of orcas, killer whales. Mm started attacking boats in a way that was different and, and like, really um, targeted and really organised mm-hmm. because, of course, they're so intelligent. And when it happened more than once, more than twice, more than three times, people started really taking notice and crews started filming it. And the attacks have become more and more serious to the point now where these whales, killer whales are ripping off the rudders, like quite specifically Mm. tearing off They're disabling boats. Now, I'm sure lots of whales and lots of things in the ocean don't want boats and don't want things around them, but they deal with it. Mm. They, you know, sometimes sharks charge boats and all sorts of things. This family and what they've figured out from observing the behaviour and all that stuff now, the scientists have figured out that there's one female leading the group. She has taught and continues to teach... The younger members of the group, how to attack the boats, how presumably what rudders are, what they do, yeah, and that it's important to attack them and to rip them off the boats, and in fact, some of the crews have video of her doing this and and letting them have a go.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, like o-
2: over the years, it's amazing they've got vision of her ramming a boat, yeah, ramming, backing yep. up, ramming it, and then. She'll kind of step back, if you will, and a calf will then have a go. Ram it, ram it.
0: Follow mum. Yeah,
2: she'll show it how to do it, and then she'll go, your go. And then she'll go and have a yank at a rudder, and then she'll go, your go, and it'll go down and yank off a rudder. They'll just swim off with the rudders and leave these boats floating
0: because they communicate with that is it sonar or yeah. like, like, you know that noise I'm I'm, thi- sounds I'm, I'm thinking and- back to free Willy, the movie when you know yes. free Willy was in there and he, he kept communicating with the the whales that were outside I know it's a movie but
2: I know it is, is. My,
0: this is my reference to bloody
2: whales I don't really know much about them well here's my reference to whales and mm-hmm. all I could think about and I keep thinking I know where they're doing it I know why they're doing it well the scientists are saying clearly this lead whale has had I, they'd say something awful They're not being trying to be awful, but they say, look, she's obviously had a terrifying incident or something like that with people, with a boat. She hates them. Mm. And so she's just made it her mission. we got to get these things. They're terrifying. We hate them. We're going to get them. And she's teaching her offspring. And I just keep thinking they're doing it for Tilikum. Tilikum is the main orca from the documentary Blackfish. You know, Matthew. Now, I'm not making fun of the the Save Willie, is that what it's called? Free Willie. Free Willie. Free Willie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. C- because Free Willie is kind of a big part of the documentary as well. It's kind is of it really? part of the story because it's about, um, Blackfish is about SeaWorld specifically and That's the, right, yeah. the way they caught mm-hmm. whales and mm-hmm. ha- used whales in their shows. Mm-hmm. And this beautiful orca, Tillicum, who killed three people, and it wasn't until he killed the third one that it became publicised and, it's the most heartbreaking documentary I I think I've ever seen, to be honest. Can you imagine how much true crime I've seen in my life? But Blackfish mm. kills me. Here's a few little bits of it. And the thing that I think is really significant is that the trainers are such animal lovers and sometimes people try to demonise them or, or want to mm. sort of accuse them of mistreating the animals mm-hmm. and I just don't think anything could be further from the truth. I don't think people get They them. want to work with animals. Yeah, yeah, I know that zoos are, you know, people who are – you know, hardcore animal um, activists hate zoos, mm. and that's definitely an issue, but I've never met anyone who works in a zoo who doesn't love animals mm. and isn't there for that reason. Mm-hmm. So here's um, just some of the the people who worked at SeaWorld when Tilikum killed the third person, because this is what this documentary is kind of about. Here are some of these people talking about how they got to SeaWorld. I remember you know being probably in first or second grade, watching National Geographic specials or Mutual of Omaha specials and seeing whales and seeing
0: dolphins. And you know, as a little kid, just being really incredibly inspired by it, I never went to SeaWorld.
2: I grew up in New York, so I went to the Bronx Zoo. Grew up on a lake with horses. We'd swim the horses. I grew up around the
3: ocean. I came from the middle of the country in flatland, Kansas. I'm right from Virginia. Traveled down, did the theme park thing in, in Orlando when I was 17. And uh, saw the night show at Shama Stadium. Very emotional, you know, popular music. And I was just, uh, I was very driven to want to do that.
1: Then I saw what the trainers did. And I said, that's what I want to do.
2: I think we all think that, don't we, when we go to one of those places. But few of us then go on to uni to, to study, study, yeah, like animal behaviouralism and animal psychology and mm. all that kind of stuff. Because when you're
0: a kid and you see like a, a guy get shot into the air from two dolphins, yeah. you go, fucking yeah. hell, I give me know, that kid."
2: remember that? Because you and I both grew up in Queensland, so yeah. we went to SeaWorld and yeah. saw those shows. I, they didn't have a whale, did they?
0: No whales there, mate. No. Uh, Dolphins? They have dolphins, they have uh, sharks, they have pelicans, they have everything. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. These whale shows are unbelievable, Mm. these huge animals. And the enclosures they have them in are so tiny, they're awful. This is an interview with the lady who actually was killed by Tilikum. Her name's Dawn Branshort. And listen to her, you can hear how much... She loves her job and she was a classic example of a person who had done so much study. She was that person who she studied animal psychology and all of that stuff, years and years at university. In her spare time, she was like me. She was like fostering everything from dogs to cats mm-hmm. to lizards to birds mm-hmm. to alligators did like everything. She was just such an animal Yeah, animal lover. Yep. Animal lover. Yep. And here she is and you can hear how she thinks of her job and the way she works with the animal. This is Don Branch Show. Don is the senior
1: trainer here at Shamu Stadium. It's a tough job, isn't it? Yeah, we really do go through a lot of physical exertion. You can see in the show, we do a lot of deep water work, breath holds, um, very high energy behaviors with the animals. Um, Obviously, they're giving out a lot of energy too, but we're working together and having a lot of fun as
0: well. She captured what it means to be a SeaWorld trainer. She had so much experience that it made me realize what happened to her really could have happened to anyone.
2: So anyway, in 2010, Tillicum killed Dawn. They were training uh, doing a training session and there's video of it, I believe, in in the movie and you can see that, that he just he got the shits. he did something wrong or I think they were getting to the bottom of the bucket of his fish and he and he realized that he was about to run out of fish in the training session every time you do a trick, you get a fish. and they 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 do explain it really clearly how they realized that he was just getting grumpy. And he turned. He turned mm-hmm. on Dawn and he dragged her down to the bottom of the pool and he shook her around. Right. And I think he, he, he ate part of her sure. remains. Mm-hmm. And it was a really, really violent attack. And then after that, it was such a scandal that it came out that he had actually killed two humans before and- the people who ran the theme park never, ever told the trainers that. They did not understand that they were working with an animal that had psychological problems. They should never have been in the pool with this this animal. And it's there's so much now that we know about um, the way these animals are with their mothers and how the strong bonds they have with them and how emotionally devastating it is for them to be separated totally. from their families. yeah. So another part of the movie, and this is the last one, because I don't want to be a downer, but it's, it, this is about, I think it gives a lot of insight into why these orcas mm. around Gibraltar mm-hmm. are acting the way they have. This is a guy explaining how these theme parks used to catch the orcas that they used in these shows. And as they say, they needed babies because they were the only ones, they were cheaper to travel, but also they were the ones they could train. <laughs>
3: They had aircraft, they had spotters, they had speed boats, they had bombs they were throwing in the water. They were lighting their bombs with acetylene torches in their boats and throwing them as fast as they could to herd the whales into coves. But the orcas had been caught before and they knew what was going on, and they knew their young ones would be taken from them. So the adults without young went east into a cul-de-sac, and the boats followed them thinking they were all going that way, while the mothers with babies went north. But the capture teams had aircraft and they have to come up for air eventually and when they did the capture teams alerted the boats and said oh no they're going north the ones with babies so the boats the speed boats caught them there and herded them in and then they had fishing boats with seine nets that they would stretch across so none could leave and then they could just pick out the young ones. Isn't that
2: horrible? Yeah and that's how they got this whale Tillicum, who uh, yeah, and so after he killed Dawn, his trainer, they kept him in a tiny tank until he died seven years later. This because they couldn't kill him because that because there were so many activists by that stage, sure, lobbying for this orca and saying yep. you you're the ones who made him crazy. Totally, they couldn't put him back in the ocean because he had no survival skills. Yep, and they still owned him. And there's not it's not like there's refuges for orcas. Mm. So he just lived out the last seven years of his life in this pool that was t- so tiny. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? It is, yeah. Watching this story about the orcas and, of course, um, animal people who, who work with orcas are mm-hmm. saying, look, you know, we're really scared. What's going to happen to these animals? Because they're getting more and more aggressive. This is a shipping lane.
4: Mm.
2: Is someone going to have to kill these animals? They're very territorial. They're not going to mm. move. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do?
0: Yeah. Yeah. How does it work now for these kinds of organisations, as far as like SeaWorlds and, and are they are they I don't only know. taking in injured animals as a, a like to rescue them? I don't believe so. It's still a zoo. It's still a... Yeah. yeah.
2: But, I mean, look, there are the way that zoos run these Mm. days is very different and they're very... It's about
0: education and it's more about, like, we're we're taking this animal in to look after it for a period of time to then put it back out into the wild.
2: Yeah. So, like, I've done a bit of stuff with um, Zoos Victoria. Yep. So I can certainly vouch for the way they run things and and their attitude to things and their attitude about conservation in the wild Mm -hmm. and how much um, money they send in that direction and how much they're about educating kids Mm -hmm. And they also do education about, you know, where our batteries come from for our phones, Mm -hmm. where they go if we just throw them into landfill and all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. they're educating about a lot of conservation issues. Mm -hmm. I don't think SeaWorld would qualify as a zoo, Mm. um, but I don't know where they're at now as a corporation. It's It's
0: it's technically a theme park.
2: I know they definitely had to change a lot of things after. Yeah after Tilikum um, went rogue that last time, that poor, poor, beautiful animal. Mm. And those trainers, just they just loved that animal so mm. much. And then to never be able to touch him again, to never be able to work with him and, you know, just heartbreaking all the way around. So, Blackfish is the most amazing documentary, isn't it? Alright,
0: no. well, uh, that is the end of today's episode. Mm. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with the show, you can, and also, if you've got a secret for next week, uh, get on to Michelle's link tree on her Instagram page or you can just go to the uh, link, which is in the bio of this podcast.
2: It is whale-watching season, I will say. So, there what? are a lot of fantastic, reputable businesses around the east coast of Australia where you can go whale-watching, where they will keep you at a safe mm. distance, and where you can contribute to the, the safety of whales in our waters. You know,
0: a great spot is Byron Bay. Yeah. Because you're on land and you can actually go to the point and just watch them from on land. You know, yes. you, you can take your binoculars down Central there Central coast see them, as well. it's beautiful, yeah, when you see them going past. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. You almost yeah. get
2: used to it when you live in a place like that too, yeah. don't you? Go nah. Breaching.
0: Yeah. Oh, Byron Bay.
2: Nah.
0: Chris Hemsworth there. Yeah.
2: Oh, God. The whales. That's who I meant when I said breaching.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will see you next Tuesday. <laughs> see you
2: next Tuesday.
1: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
2: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing, so we made ByHeart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50